0: And I don't know what like... We got a night nice of souls
1: for you, Faith.
0: For Faith, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? Yes, you are. Faith, did we hit a time warp? I think so. Faith, where are we?
1: We're in the 90s.
0: Faith, what movie are we doing tonight?
1: We are doing Urban Legend.
0: Alright, let's just go ahead and get it over with.
1: Stop it! <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me as always is my very legendary co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. We would like to welcome any interplanetary envoys or astral travelers who may be tuning in or in the studio with us tonight. Mm -hmm. We'd like to welcome all of you from around the world, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in. We know you have a lot of options. Thanks for Spending a little time with us here on our little show. Yes. Our little program, our little cozy corner of the world. Well, Faith, it is election season. We don't talk politics, do we? No, we we're, don't. We're in full swing in election season. The <laughs> conventions are done. We're getting ready for those political ads that are have already started to show up on the TV. It's been a hard year so far.
1: Yes. Um, it's been an
0: interesting, weird year. And I don't mean interesting and weird in the fun way i mean it in the way that just sucks yeah
1: pretty <laughs> and uh, much.
0: now the cherry on top is we get to have an election Yay! <laughs> so i would like to make a statement if i may okay could i yeah sure could i okay yeah. this does not reflect the views of uh, wkmf cozy corner public radio only the views of the late night fright ready mm-hmm. watch horror movies make america strong There you go. There you go. I think we can all unite behind that.
1: Yes, very well said.
0: (laughs) That was the uh, catchphrase of Bob Wilkins out of the Bay Area, legendary horror host who hosted the show Creature Features, one of the great influential shows in that genre. And this is really interesting, Faith. I, I had this experience. I was on Amazon, and I was looking for something, and I ended up not finding what I was looking for. But as with so many things in life, when you're not looking You find exactly what you're looking for, don't you? (laughs) I found this documentary I want to hip our listeners to called American Scary. That is a documentary about horror hosts. Going back to the 50s. And that is something that sprang up and is a really unique part of horror history, movie history, and American history. And they do a really great job of spotlighting these people. And Faith, you're familiar with the most famous horror host maybe of all time, Elvira, mm-hmm. Mistress of the Dark. Yes. She started. She was local. She was on in uh, Los Angeles. Of course, there's Vampyro. There's uh, Mr. Bob Wilkins. His show Creature Features was a huge influence on George Lucas. And I just I fell in love with this. And I fell in love with this simpler time when local television was a thing because these people were, for the most part, locally, Mm -hmm. you know, they were working on their local stations. They were filling in that late night, (laughs) you know, programming slot. Uh, Somebody said recently (laughs) they show the best movies when people are asleep. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so they were the ones that were introducing these movies. Uh, I mean, just legendary people. Sven Gulli is still out there doing it. He's nationally syndicated on MeTV. Just watched his program last night. He showed The Blob with Steve McQueen from 1958. So I want to ask this question at the beginning. I don't know if there's a good answer for it. But have we become too corporate? I'm using corporate in quotation marks. Have we become too corporate? Because they make a point in this American scary documentary. I'm going to leave a link for the info for this uh, show in the, in the show description here for our show. There you go tripping over that, <laughs> but uh, you know, they make the point that the local guys, you know, there's so much creativity that they were bringing and imagination that, mm-hmm. you know, and they were uh, stoking the imaginations of the kids that were watching this because it sprang up in the fifties when the universal movies went to television. So have we lost something? Have we lost that spark of creativity? I yeah. just want to throw that out. I think so.
1: I think, yeah, I think we have become very corporate. and A lot of stuff doesn't feel very original or creative these days. Right. You know,
0: and-, and you look at some of these low budget things. And I grew up, there was a guy here uh, in Baton Rouge called Dr. Shock, who had Shock Theater and the lowest budget. I mean, the, the shoestring and... uh you know, good intentions was holding this show together, but so charming. And you can see some of those, uh, on YouTube things I saw as a child, you know, you can, you can see that my mother, uh, who doesn't really like horror movies has very fond memories of that show coming on and them showing the old scary movie. So I think there's this attitude in America and we're in election season. So you're going to see this with the political parties and political races, but there's this attitude with our entertainment. And I think our uh, our way of life sometimes that one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's that way. Right. I don't think it's that way at all. Right. <laughs> if I thought it was one size fits all, I wouldn't be doing this show. <laughs> so uh, what I'm trying to say is check that documentary out. Uh, if you're out there and you f- you're you feeling boxed in by by the corporate world, even if you're not here in America, it's corporate everywhere these days. Sing your song, dance your dance, dance uh, your dance to your own personal drummer, wave your freak flag, watch horror movies and make America strong.
1: There you go. That's
0: my political message for this political season. (laughs) I would also like to hip all of you out there to OSI 74 osi74.com it is also a roku channel it is run by mr lobo of cinema insomnia many of you out there probably know who he is he's a horror host and cinema insomnia is one of the great horror shows not just horror shows b movies uh cult films it is wonderful osi74 has all of his shows it has uh programming. It's done like a TV station with fake commercials and real commercials and then and, 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 uh, Sesame Street for adults in a lot of ways. <laughs> it kind of reminds me a little bit of a show that I have something to do with every week. <laughs> Faith, you are now familiar with OSI 74. What are your general impressions of OSI 74?
1: Oh, I'm... I'm- in love with it just <laughs>
0: already you're 15 minutes in and you're in love with oh it. yeah i can't wait yes. to
1: like dive in and explore yes. the whole channel
0: i'm currently uh in the middle of wing wing the impossible man it's <laughs> a filipino movie that came out in 1982 about a very very tiny james bond figure who uh, does kung fu if you've mm-hmm. not seen it please watch it uh osi 74 if you like horror movies if you like Uh, the horror host and things like that, this is the place for you. If you're listening to this show, I think OSI 74 is something that you're going to be interested in. I'm going to leave a link for that in the description. Please check that out. It is free. It is free for everyone. If you have it on the Roku, you don't have to sign up. You just can watch it. Uh, I am donating money to them every, uh, every month now I've become a patron. If you can afford to do that, please do that. And speaking of money, uh, Hurricane Laura came through last week. It devastated the western, southwestern Louisiana coastline. The city of Lake Charles and even up in the Shreveport is in shambles. If you can find it in your heart and your wallet to donate to these fine people down there, we please please anything you can give Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely and if
0: you can just send good vibes our way please do that they need it they are still without electricity and power down there as of the time of this recording and they can use anything they can get from you and uh even if it's like i said good vibes send that well wishes so uh we're gonna leave a link to donate to them as we did last week and please if you can find it in your wallet we know times are hard right now uh they would appreciate it Absolutely. So, Faith, let me tell you a story. Okay. Let me tell you a story about a college up in the Northeast. Okay. Students are getting off, Faith. Mm-hmm. Students are getting off. You know how they're getting off? They're getting off by way of these urban legends, Faith. Ooh. Ooh, Faith. <laughs> Faith, what movie are we talking about tonight?
1: Urban Legend.
0: Actually, it's a French film, Urbaine Legend
1: Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I must have watched the wrong film then.
0: Urbain Legende Yeah. <laughs> but in this case it was a very accessible french film (laughs) that's right urban legend from 1998 you know faith we've been doing this on the show i'm enjoying this we like to take a look back and see what was going on at the time the movie was released what do you say we take a ride in the wayback machine let's do it here we go buckle up keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle right here we go urbane Legend, or urban legend came out september 25th 1998 the president was william jefferson clinton old billy jeff this is right around the time that he was uh well there were some goings on in the oval <laughs> office faith
1: yes yes
0: and let me tell you that time that was more than a mouthful i'll tell you <laughs> The Prime Minister of the United Kingdom was Tony Blair. Tony Baloney. The Pope of the Roman Catholic Church was John Paul II. And I'm not going to say it this week that they were all members in good standing of the cabal that secretly runs the world.
1: But you just did.
0: No, I didn't, Faith. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All right. uh, September 25th, 1998, that weekend at the box office. What was the number one film in North America, Faith?
1: Rush Hour. Rush Hour.
0: Starring Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, rounding out the top five in the number two slot, Ronin with Robert De Niro. Number three, Urban Legend, that French film, uh, number three. Number four, One True Thing with Renee Zellweger and Meryl Streep. And at number five, There's Something About Mary. Might be my favorite movie with Hair Gel Jizz. Is that the only movie with Hair Gel Jizz?
1: Maybe. I'm not sure. Probably
0: not. <laughs> what was the number one show on television, Faith? Frasier. That's one of your favorites, isn't it? It is. Yes. Uh, the number one song in the U.S. was I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith, written by Diane Warren from the movie Armageddon. We have talked about that film once or twice on this show. That is a very guilty pleasure for both of us, isn't it? It is. I don't know what it is about that movie. Everything about that movie says I should not like it, and I should not I tell anyone that I like that movie. <laughs> Yeah, when it's on, I watch it.
1: Uh huh, me too. And it's
0: like I don't seek it out; it just seems to find me. It Why does us Armageddon out? find me, Faith? I don't know. The number one song in the UK was "No Matter What" by Boyzone.
1: Never heard of it.
0: Me neither. So there you go. There you go. That's what was happening in the world of entertainment and in the world in general uh, when Urbane Lejeune came out. This movie was directed by Jamie Blanks. His second biggest credit after this is the 2001 film Valentine. It was written by Silvio Orta. Now his name is spelled H-O-R-T-A like Horta from the Star Trek series. Remember the Horta, the silicone thing that was living underground and Spock did the uh, mind meld with it Mm -hmm. and Devil in Dark? Well, his name was pronounced Orta. The H was silent and his production company was called Silent H Productions in honor of the pronunciation. And sadly... Uh, He left us this past January Um, He uh, took his own life In Los Angeles Very sad His uh, other big claim to fame Was he created and wrote The bulk of Ugly Betty Hmm. It's a show I actually Kind of enjoyed when it was on It was kind of a Mm telenovela
1: I've seen that show a few times I enjoyed
0: it Yeah, it's a a fun watch Uh, The cast here, real quick Before we take a break Includes uh, a lot of people I can't stand And two people I absolutely love And adore so here we go we got academy award winner and joker in name only jared leto we got child musical prodigy star of dune twin peaks and seven count on seven hallmark movies alicia Witt. we got a model turned actress her most recent screen appearance being in once upon a time in hollywood as cliff booth's wife rebecca Gayhart. We've got a gigantic doucher in the form of Joshua Jackson. Did I say that? <laughs> we've got a star of stage and screen, and she has a very sleepy-eyed and drawled performance here, Loretta Devine. We've got a star of American Pie, Van Wilder, and former Paris Hilton best friend, Tara Reid. And we've got awesome dudes, Michael Rosenbaum and Freddy Krueger in this movie, Robert oh, yeah. England. Faith, what movie are we talking about?
1: Urban Legend. What time is it, Faith? It's time for the late night Cue the music,
0: I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we'll see you on the other side. Listen to them. Children of the night.
1: What music they make.
0: God.
1: Great cereal, Frankenberry. Frankly, it's very good.
0: Our visitor, perhaps he'd like a monster for breakfast today. Mm. the real frankenstein this monster's not on the menu
1: what frankenberry cereal is <clears throat> strawberry flavored marshmallows <clears throat> it's part of this complete breakfast good how about a monster for breakfast today
0: for real <laughs> It's fun to be active, to feel all your senses alert, including your sense of taste. Kent, your taste buds become clear and alive. Kent with the mic refines away harsh flavor, refines away hot taste. It makes the taste of a cigarette mild.
1: Mild and kind. Kind tasting to your throat. Kind tasting to your taste buds. That's why you'll feel better about smoking with a taste of Kent.
0: Faith, we've done quite a few movies on this show, haven't we? Yes, we
1: have. We have started from screen and all the way to its imitation urban legend.
0: And- in between all that, we've covered Universal Monsters, we covered Slashers, we've covered a Hammer film, some comedies, some Slicers, even a few Dicers, huh, Faith?
1: Yes, we have. And all of those are available wherever podcasts can be found.
0: If you would like to contact the show, you can reach out to us at latenightfrightpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. That link will be in the show description. Please, get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. Yes, we do. See you on the other side. You're listening to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. King's Palace Drive-In Theater off of Sacred Burial Road. Cozy Corner's premier drive-in theater. This weekend at the King's Palace Drive-In, it's Robert England in A Nightmare on Elm Street 4. The Dream Master. Well, there is no one more terrifying on the screen today. (laughs) He is the first in fear. Ah! And you thought it was only a movie. It's a brand new nightmare. Welcome to Wonderland, Alice. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 4. The Dream Master, rated R, starts Friday at theaters everywhere.
1: The King's Palace Drive-In is on Sacred Burial Road, right next to the Dark Depository. Tell them Faith and Dan sent you.
0: Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Watch horror movies, keep America strong.
1: That's it. No matter how
0: you vote this election season, watch horror movies, keep America strong. I love it. All right. (laughs) We have the 1998 film Urban Legend. We gave you the specifics of it. This is a dead teenager movie, as Roger Ebert would say. (laughs) Part of the 90s horror renaissance that really started with Scream. And when we say horror renaissance, we mean slasher renaissance. Uh, Slasher movies had been out of vogue for a little while, but they came back with a vengeance there in 1996. The dead teenager movie became all the rage again. We have one that came out in the wake of Scream. You can draw a direct line from this back to Scream. (laughs) Almost feels like a sequel to Scream in a lot of ways, doesn't it, Faith?
1: It kind of does, yeah. This
0: movie did spawn a franchise, one theatrical sequel, one direct video sequel. So there are three urban legend films. If you choose to do the whole trilogy, you can do that. Voodoo has them in a bundle. So there you go. Let's get right into it. Faith, urban legend, what did you think of this? And before we get into it, this was a grab bag movie for us. So we didn't mm-hmm. pick it. We we put it on a piece of paper and pulled it out of a hat. So lucky us. All right. What'd you think of this movie?
1: Um, I didn't hate the movie. I thought it was pretty entertaining for the most part, but I feel like it kind of missed something. It kind of missed the mark for me just a little bit, maybe suspense wise. I mean, it kept me entertained for the most part, but it was just kind of not all the way there.
0: This is an extremely (laughs) competently made movie. Mm -hmm. This movie looks great. Mm -hmm. It sounds great. Uh, looks like Scream, feels like Scream, mm-hmm. ain't Scream, though. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. not Scream. Uh, very much in the wake and vein, uh, or comes out in the wake of, and, in, and, and is a movie in the vein of Scream, as we said, and Scream 2. Mm-hmm. But also, I know what you did last summer. This has a real Lois Duncan vibe to mm-hmm. it. We talked quite a bit about Lois Duncan. And one of the movies that we talked about in particular that reminded us of a Lois Duncan film, uh, story, I should say, uh is a movie we covered and i was thinking of this the entire time i was watching this for some reason i'm not sure why prom night yeah this reminded me of prom night mm-hmm. probably because there was a motivation for the killer that goes back into the stories right. of of uh, one of the kids the mm-hmm. dead teens involved here uh so also a scooby-doo vibe to this too <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of a Scooby Doo vibe. It has that meta thing going for it that Scream does. Scream, I feel, does everything that this movie wants to do better, better. though. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to stress this is a very competently made movie. It does not feel like it lags at any point during the film. It uh, it is entertaining, briskly paced, keeps you engaged for the entirety of its run, even though there are uh, uh, holes of implausibility that the, that we have to. <laughs> jump over at mm-hmm. times I would also like to add that uh, one of the movies uh, I feel this uh, is very much in line in is another movie we've done here on the show which is Halloween h2o so yes. which was another part yeah. of that horror Renaissance there uh, in the mid to late 90s mm-hmm. so very true uh, my note here is this feels like the that's so 90 of movies it's <laughs> <This> really <laughs> that's <does>. so true <laughs> yes um, scream ripoff <laughs> um, one of the very first so as far as it being a scream ripoff we have the whole drew barrymore scenario at the beginning we have a somewhat famous face in natasha gregson wagner who dies because someone's in the back seat there's your first <laughs> urban legend she dies you get a cameo from brad dorff who plays chucky so here we have uh robert england again paired with another of the great horror figures last week we did wishmaster he was paired with uh two of them in the form of Tony Todd and Kane Hodder in that mm-hmm. film. So he, he hits Brad Dourif here. So I think we've hit all of the 80 slashers for, for England, haven't <laughs> I think we? So. I think so. So we have that, that first, uh, the Drew Barrymore slot that happens. Then we're into the titles. Okay. So this is when I'm going this, this nineties thing. We're in a set. We're in like the union of the coffee shop. It looks just like friends. <laughs> There's a the big couch. <laughs> I know. There's there's the chairs right around the couch. Michael Rosenbaum, who I absolutely love and adore, uh, seems to be channeling not on purpose, but the look wise, something like Chandler Bing (laughs) might be wearing or Joey would be wearing. So uh, this movie just screams the 90s. Oh, yes. Yes. What did you think of that (laughs) aspect of it? Was that was was that something that was just jumping out and slapping you in the face? Because it's very hard to to dodged that that jab
1: oh yeah i mean in my notes i was like this definitely looks like the 90s it's hard to to not see that it's a
0: 90s film yeah uh in the vein of the 90s horror films that we talked about scream and i know what you did last summer which were the two biggest hits out of uh, out of the films that were coming out there were a lot of them coming out uh the killer seems to be kind of a combo of the ghost face and the, the fish hook guy, the mm-hmm. uh, the rain slicker, because you can't see the face like the uh, know what you did last summer. I forget who that was. It doesn't really matter. I'm not a big fan of that movie, <laughs> Me neither. but uh, but there's a ghost face element, too, with it. And uh, so it seems to be kind of taken the best parts of. Or parts of those other two movies, uh-huh. and and trying to do uh, its own thing. Now, let me say this about this setup: I really like the setup for this. I like the urban legend vibe too. here. What was um was was that something that was very appealing to you? Yes, was that one of the pros for you?
1: That's also something I put in my notes that I love the idea of urban legend kills. I think that is really cool and really unique. You know, you don't yeah. you don't see it too much, so yeah, I, I, I like that idea. I wish it was i didn't hate the movie it's yeah there's just something about it that like i wish i was like wow
0: <laughs> yeah it i don't know i and uh i can't talk about mr Order's script not having read it so i don't know what the original blueprint for this was how how much different it is from page to screen but this definitely feels like it's trying to cash in on that uh that screen dollar mm-hmm. you know um I said prom night. Did it remind you of anything else classic in that slasher thing? No, but of I, I
1: wasn't thinking about it other than, than Scream, really. But I can see prom night. I can see that now. Thinking, yeah, about it. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I can see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in this mm-hmm. young Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. All right, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, there are some things here that I just didn't like, and uh, I'm going to be nice first. Okay. <laughs> um first (laughs) i'm being nice there seems to be a little nod to john carpenter uh by way of the fog with uh there's a storm that comes in at the end but also there's a character who's on the radio a bit and uh stevie was on the radio played by adrian barbeau in the fog we both that's a movie that i hadn't seen in a while when we did that show had you seen that movie when we when we watched
1: it, I don't think so.
0: You don't think so. Don't OK, think so. it took us both by surprise just how much uh-huh. we liked it and how we feel it's a little underrated in the Carpenter oh, yeah. canon a little bit. Um, so there seems to be a little nod to the fog in the way of Tara Reed's Sasha character. She's mm-hmm. on the radio here. My note is Tara Reed is not Adrian Barbeau.
1: <laughs> That's my note. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna second that.
0: <laughs> it sounded like she had smoked two packs and came in, and did her thing. This is one of the first things that she really did, I think, because this is before American Pie, a good year before mm-hmm. American Pie. Okay, that's me being nice. Uh, I'll also add another fun note here uh, to plant this movie even more firmly in the '90s. There's a dog named Hootie.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right, let's get into it. A lot of these cast members I have never really taken to. I do not know why I've not taken to them, but I have not taken to them. Uh, The nicest thing I can say is uh, Alicia Witt is a good actress. She seems like she's a a good person. I do not like her screen presence Uh, at all. She carries this movie for the most part. I think Alicia Witt actually does a pretty good job with what, what she has to do here.
1: Yeah, it's not terrible.
0: Yeah, she's not terrible. Um, Jared Leto feels like he's channeling Travolta in Blowout. Did you get that vibe? You
1: had texted me that before I had watched the movie and I hit play and saw him and I was like, absolutely. He's doing John Travolta.
0: Because I couldn't put my finger on it for about 20 minutes. And then I, then I went, Oh, that's Travolta Travolta." in Blowout, Mm -hmm. especially. And Travolta had made that big comeback with Pulp Fiction, Jared Leto. Would have been, you know, being uh-huh. young actor, would have seen that, thought that was great, maybe uh-huh. gone back. His mannerisms, the way he was moving his eyes around, his his hands. There's a scene, I forget where it was in the movie, um, but he did something with his hands. And I made the point about Travolta. I said, watch his hands when you watch a Travolta performance. Because Travolta does things with his hands so effortlessly. Uh-huh. And they're like, it's, it's like music. Right. And he is moving them on purpose. But... Leto tried to do the hand thing, and I was like, oh, oh he's doing Travolta.
1: <laughs> I noticed it. I and mean, he's
0: doing the journalist, and he's wearing the – he looked a little bit like uh, Jack uh, from uh, – what was his name? and Jack something in a Blowout. Uh, great – I can't remember. Jack McCabe. That was his name. He looked – he kind of looked a little bit like him yeah. in, the, in the outfit and the way he kind of pops up, and he's trying to solve a mystery and all that. Leto's a guy, I think – is weird but not endearing like Nicolas Cage is. I don't think he has that um that thing that Cage does that that preternatural mm-hmm. uh, prodigious thing that Cage has. And I think he wants to be that guy, but he's not. <laughs> but he's not. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember seeing his Joker and going, "What are we doing? I don't know why what are that we was. doing it."
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what the Joker was. I will give him one thing. I do like his song "The Kill." In his, from his band 30 yeah. seconds towards I'll give him that I do enjoy that song. and I didn't
0: think he was Terrible here I mean he no, is he likable wasn't. Enough he and Alicia Witt have To drive this plot mm-hmm. Along um the kind of The third biggest part here Is Rebecca Gayhart. uh This is one of her first kind of big things Too I I liked her for the most part I I thought she yeah. you know Uh she didn't bother me let's Talk about the we're gonna talk about the end in a second <laughs> Let me make a note to to go back to that. Sometimes we forget here on the show. Um, Okay, so this is really where I want to go. So to me, this just defines the 90s. Joshua Jackson, I am not a fan of Joshua Jackson. I've not been a fan of Joshua Jackson since I saw him in The Mighty Ducks. I was definitely not a fan of him on Dawson's Creek. and He and I are about the same age, and he just won't go away. (laughs) Uh, let's see. I made, I actually, I'm showing this to Faith. Uh, I have the most notes on him and his performance. May I go for it? Nice Austin Powers impression <laughs> when he went, yeah, baby. He Did you catch that uh-huh. one? Yeah. Uh, nice Dawson's Creek theme reference. <laughs> Yay. Uh, maybe it's his eyebrows. I like, cause there's what there's resting bitch face yes, for women, right? Is yes. there resting bitch? fraternity douche for guys (laughs) is that a thing there is now (laughs) and i'm sorry if it seems like i'm picking on him but seriously this guy just i I don't know
1: no i had a note that like his hair was probably like the most terrifying thing of this whole movie
0: may i piggyback on that comment nice frosted hair (laughs) i have it in all caps faith (laughs) uh seeing alicia witt punch him was phenomenal (laughs) he was uh technically he wasn't the first to go but he was the first in the movie proper after Mm -hmm. the title so I was pretty relieved and I'm glad they didn't bring him back (laughs) he was a gigantic douche and it doesn't feel like he's acting so maybe he's just naturalistic
1: can I say something about the cast in general real quick and it's kind of offensive no offense Like between him and Tara Reid I feel like I need to go get like an STD screening after looking at them
0: that is a lot like what um, like
1: I'm sorry I just get this like
0: no I know That's a lot like what Tina Fey said on the Saturday Night Live news after the Christina Aguilera dirty video came out when she said, uh, and now my television has general awards.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think my TV did after after some of this, some of these cast members. I'm sorry. Some of them. Yes. Yeah, there are a few exceptions, but overall, I felt a little unclean.
0: Uh, as I said, we had a small cameo from Brad Dorff. Uh Daniel Harris of the Halloween franchise mm-hmm. has a very small role. I thought she was great. I
1: also do, and I kind of wish she was in it more. Yeah. It's kind of a shame they just like threw her in there and then killed her Don't also. you kind of
0: wish she was maybe one of the main characters? <laughs> the main people, I know. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure I don't have any other notes here that we need to cover before we kind of get into it. Um, Loretta Devine mm-hmm. is... Very sleepy eyed and her her voice drawls.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, is it a her draw? Eye.
0: Is that is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah.
1: I mean no offense to her. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but she talks like that. I mean, that's like her voice in every movie I've seen and it just does something. When to a big fan ears. uh
0: when a big fan reminded me of L. O. Cool J in Halloween H two O. I actually God. like L O Cool J in Halloween H two O and felt he didn't need to be in that movie. Um <laughs> And, uh, and you're piggybacking on the David Arquette role from screen here with, with the security guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I didn't feel like she could protect a cup of warm piss. Uh, I really didn't.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't think she could.
0: So let me tell you something I think they missed here because they have her watching Pam Greer and Foxy Brown. And I think we've long established, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, my credentials with being a longtime lover <laughs> of Pam Greer. Why didn't they cast Pam Greer?
1: <laughs> right i don't know i,
0: I mean, would have loved to have seen it, I, don't I don't know because she was hot again after jackie brown i would have loved to have seen pam Greer in that role that would have been something i know because <laughs> everything that she says in this movie with that kind of sleepy drawl like this that reminds me of the woman in uh boo a Medea halloween don't come up here yes <laughs> like but pam grier saying it would have been just amazing because <laughs> pam Greer kicks all the ass <laughs>
1: (laughs) absolutely so
0: uh all right two more cast members i want to talk about uh michael rosenbaum we talked about him on the smallville episode that we did most Mm -hmm. famous for playing lex Luthor in the uh, television series smallville he was very good in that episode that we watched michael rosenbaum seems like a wonderful human being he was my favorite cast member here maybe a little bias i will admit that (laughs) but uh i felt like he really fit in this in this uh, genre really in this world really well. What did uh, what did you think of Rosenbaum and was he your favorite out of the uh, the main cast?
1: Yeah, he was my favorite. I think I think he did a really good job adapting to that role of kind of, you know, douchebaggy but not overly douchebaggy, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah he wasn't he, annoying. He wasn't like, "Oh my god,
1: you know, punch this guy in the face." Like very
0: likable, very funny people. without trying to be funny. Uh-huh. You know, uh adds adds a little bit of levity at times to it i i liked it i did too i liked it yeah so the person uh one more quick one john neville plays the dean john neville is a wonderful british character actor he was wonderful in a terry gilliam movie called the adventures of baron Munchausen. if you've never seen it check that movie out the great robin williams has a cameo in it as does sting wonderful wonderful fantasy film uh but we have in the and slot in the (laughs) cast playing professor wexler i believe is his Mm -hmm. name robert england yep Roberto Inglendo. Mm-hmm. Not in it much. One of my biggest knocks on this movie is he's not in it enough for me.
1: And the movie kind of only really, I don't know, Maybe maybe the movie is the way it is because he's in it. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if I would have <laughs> really been excited to watch it. Yeah. If he wasn't in it.
0: Yeah, he has like three or four scenes in it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of.
0: He has that great scene though in the classroom though, uh, and it's it's wonderful when you see like Joshua Jackson trying to hold the screen against Robert England, who does it effortlessly, you know. <laughs> know. And you've all heard about Pop Rocks. <laughs> what happens if you eat Pop Rocks and drink a Pepsi? <laughs> Here's your cola. <laughs> God, he's a ham, and I God, love him. God, I know. He's a good. He's a ham though. He's <laughs> such a ham, and uh, not in it much. And he's there to, uh lend legitimacy to this I think mm-hmm. as a horror name and also Freddy Krueger is the person that you're uh, kind of supposed to be thinking is the killer right of course you're supposed to be thinking uh-huh. Freddy's the killer and that's why it's good to have a name like this right in this movie so it works and yeah. again going back to prom night you've got the big name and Leslie Nielsen in that so you mm-hmm. got Robert England here so Uh, he's, he's wonderful in it. He's wonderful. He's always wonderful. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, it was, but it's nice to see him in a big budget movie like this, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, I thought he was fine. I could have done with a lot more of him. Oh, me too. Could have done with a lot more of Rosenbaum Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Had you seen this movie before? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. I saw it when it came out on like uh, video. So it had been a long time. Some of it started to come back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Let me say this about this movie, too. This movie, like Wishmaster last week, this was a gateway movie for a lot of people into horror. Um, I've read and talked to a few people who say, oh, Wishmaster is what got me into horror. An urban legend is what got me into hmm. horror. So these movies are at least uh, loved in a certain capacity. Right. So, uh, again, we're, we're talking bad about the cast. I enjoyed the movie for the most part. Yeah, I, I just you. really don't like some of the people in this cast.
1: Me neither. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the end. Uh, so it comes down to, it's a revenge plot. Um, my note is this movie like screen, it seems to hinge on a very intricate, uh, plot and, Everything has to break the killer's way for this to work. And this is one of those movies like Scream where it all breaks the killer's way. What did you think of the plan? What did you think of the uh, motive behind the plan? And what did you think of Rebecca Gayhart finally just going for broke and, and playing crazy at the end of the movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hadn't seen this movie in a, in a long time. And I forgot that that's who was actually the killer.
0: I had to. And, and I'll say this. Um, I had forgotten and I was guessing. I was going, oh, who is it? Who do you I, think it was? Uh, I actually thought it was Leto. Me too.
1: I thought it was Paul. I thought
0: they were going to pull, like, you don't think it's him, but it's actually him.
1: Yeah, because he kept, like, popping up out of nowhere. And it would (laughs) have
0: made sense with the Scream reference, too. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what I thought it was. But, no, I thought it was a cool little twist that I, you know, didn't remember happening. And, um, I don't know. I mean.
0: She had some really interesting line readings when she, uh, when she went crazy. When she went full on, uh. Full on at the end, with the eyes popping out and all that whatnot, and uh, she she had some really interesting lines like "Yeah, sister," you know, and things <laughs> things like that. Like with everything, I think the villain talks too much at the end, and I think the uh, mm-hmm. the kind of resolution is a little prolonged. Uh, My thing is, if like, you're
1: mad at that one person, why why I don't I don't? Why didn't,
0: why didn't she just kill her?
1: Why didn't you just kill the girl in the beginning? And uh What's her name Natalie is that her name Yes Why not just go for them <laughs> Why are we Going through the whole school Yeah You know And again
0: It doesn't make much sense When you really get to Thinking about it She could have just offered her very easily I oh,
1: know That's that's you know That's what I was thinking about I'm like huh Okay What
0: about the whole thing With the boyfriend That to me is so Lois Duncan I know what you did Last summer And uh What's the one with the uh, Missing kid on the milk carton And you know There were all mm-hmm. those Great Lois Duncan stories Um what do you think about the uh, the motivation behind all of this?
1: Eh, uh, I mean, I guess I understand where she's coming from, but I don't know if I'd go full berserk like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um again, I like this movie. Uh-huh. I do. It did, it didn't offend me. You know, it didn't it didn't make me
1: mad. No, I was entertained. Uh, I wasn't bored by it and but, yeah. Can I mention I mentioned Joshua Jackson's hair. Yes. You know, terrified me. Also, what was her name? Uh, um, Michelle. In the beginning, the girl.
0: Natasha uh, Wagner.
1: Her singing might have been the most terrifying part of this movie.
0: And that's another hallmark of these 90s movies. They'd have an old song in it. But the singing. Yeah, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? It was pretty bad. Well, you're supposed to, you know, empathize with her because she's alone and she did not think anybody's watching her and she's singing badly. And, of course, uh, the stuttering uh, gas station attendant, (laughs) you know, uh... Yeah. Brad Dorif kind of uh, excels at playing yokel yeah. in a way.
1: Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. I feel like...
0: It was a real strong start, Yeah, wasn't if it? we
1: would have kind of kept it kind of grounded like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me ask a question. Uh, did the massacre of Stanley Hall that is alluded to in this movie, did it actually happen? I don't know. Did it? I feel like that's a, a loose end that is hanging out there because mm-hmm. they said England's character was the sole survivor mm-hmm. of this thing. But did it really happen? Like, and how did it happen and what happened? I was a little confused by that because they were painting him, setting him up as this killer. Right. And then who was the killer? Was it the janitor? Because they had this janitor character. And I'm and like, so there were some loose ends that just didn't add up. Um, my final question is there's an encyclopedia of urban legends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Question mark. <laughs>
1: Are you asking me if? if yeah, I'm asking
0: I'm asking. Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know either. I have a question too. Uh, what what's what's yeah. her name? Um, the killer. I my mind just went blank. Rebecca Gayhart. What's her name in the movie?
0: I I didn't write down their names because I I, I was referring to them in my mind as. Okay, well, the is actor's Rebecca name?
1: Gayhart, Is she like Jason Voorhees?
0: how so? How so? You just can't kill her. <laughs> true. Very true. She's yeah. flying
1: out of windows. She's. Coming back to life after falling yeah. into the water, like uh, she's a demon.
0: She might be. Yeah, those eyes give her away. <laughs> she was Mrs. McSteamy for a while. Mm-hmm. They filed for divorce. Poor things.
1: Yes. How unfortunate.
0: Poor things. <laughs> <laughs> well, a movie that tries to be hipper than hip, and it yeah. doesn't fail. It just it doesn't uh, go far over the bar. Right feels like an imitation. That's, that's a amazing. little bit, but a competently made fun, enjoyable hour and a half watch. Not, yeah. not going to upset you except for Joshua Jackson's hair.
1: <laughs> That'll terrify you.
0: They also referenced swing music in this. There was this little flirtation with swing music right around this time. It was everywhere. The cherry Poppin daddies. It was, it was like, what are <laughs> we doing, man? What are we doing? I, I listened to jazz. So it was an affront to me. I'm like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> Can we listen to good jazz? <laughs> if you're going to listen to jazz, listen to good jazz. Listen
1: to good jazz.
0: And if you want to listen to good jazz, I recommend starting with John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman's album. Okay. That's that's where you start. All right. And then listen to Kind of Blue and listen to Louis Armstrong, Potato Head Blues. And I could go on all night, but I'm not going.
1: <laughs> Got to put a stop to this now.
0: If you need newer stuff, listen to Joshua Redman. Listen to a, an album called Mood Swing from 1992. It's really good. So. All right. All right. So we established that Tara Reed is not Adrian Barbeau. We don't like Joshua Jackson. Robert England is awesome as always. And this movie's pretty good. Pretty much. You have anything else you'd like to add about Urbane Lejeune?
1: <laughs> not that I can think of. No.
0: Well, it feels like it's time to take a break, it and does. this is a news break, so stay tuned for all the fake news not fit to print. I am Dan And, I am and we will see you on the other side. Yum, yum, yum. Chow pudding. Yum, yum, yum. Chow tap. The Elka pudding's yesterday. I'm safe. I'm not right. Information that was false and fake and never happened.
1: Gwenny Goop, lady lawyer, is in court on behalf of some real douchebags. No, not a figurative douchebag like Joshua Jackson or any number of douchers down at your local fraternity house. Literal douchebags. In a statement released to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio, the douchebags say they're tired of being the go-to whenever someone needs to describe an undesirable human piece of garbage. Gwenny Goop, lady lawyer, says... For far too long, my client's good name has been besmirched. Some people are full of piss and vinegar, while well, these douchebags are full of water and vinegar. Maybe some antiseptic chemicals. And they're tired of people being called douchebags. The douchebags say they would like to see a shift away from the slang use of douchebag and hope to see MaxiPad become the new douchebag. Good luck, douchebags.
0: Does this mean Joshua Jackson is a MaxiPad?
1: Oh no, he's still a douchebag. But once those douchebags win their court case, you can bet your sanitary napkins he'll be a maxi-pet.
0: Good to know. Very awesome. Uh, Cozy Corner Poet Laureate Rita Hooter-Tutor has released a new poem commemorating the year 2020. We realize that it's not over yet, but in Hooter-Tutor's words, it's, quote, really sucked a dong. 2016 totally laid a turd egg, but 2020 is an amazingly queefish malfeasance, end quote very poetic Uh, faith we have the poem would you like to hear it yes I would I hope I can do this justice 2020 you're not in my heart I expelled you like a noxious fart 2020 you are soon to pass until then you can eat my ass
1: beautiful that's absolutely beautiful well, Big Ed Easelrod, proprietor of Big Ed Easelrod's big-ass trash dump and landfill, isn't letting this pandemic get in the way of his family's fun.
0: That's right, Faith. Big Ed and his wife, Big Erlene were scheduled to go to Disney World with their kids, Big Ed Jr., Little Edwina, and Baby Scooter, right around the time this whole COVID nonsense hit.
1: Big Ed was looking forward to taking the kids on Splash Mountain, or I should say the ride formerly known as Splash Mountain, sorry if saying Splash Mountain triggered anyone out there,
0: Big Ed couldn't take the family to Splash Mountain, so you know what he did, Faith?
1: He brought Splash Mountain to the family. Ed converted a mountain of trash in Big Ed, Easelrod's big-ass trash dump and landfill, in Big Ed's Trash Mountain. The ride is exactly like the ride formerly known as Splash Mountain, except you ride in trash.
0: People are flocking to Trash Mountain. While we here at the Late Night Fright frown upon vaccines, a tetanus shot is recommended.
1: As well as nose plugs.
0: Nose plugs? Come on, Faith, live a little.
1: Nope. And that is the news. We will see you on the other side.
0: Stay tuned for your minute of culture. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We are wrapping up this show on our favorite French film, Urbaine Legend, better known here in the States as Urban Legend, (laughs) a movie we really liked, I think, for the most part. We liked it. We just don't like the cast, and that's okay. (laughs) And uh, apologies to any of you out there who are just diehard Joshua Jackson fans. It has just come to my attention that we were a little hard on him tonight. But you know what? If he shows up in any other films that we do, we're going to be just as hard on him. We're equal opportunity (laughs) offenders here on the show. I just, for real, he's a guy that I've never, ever warmed to.
1: Me neither, ever. That's right. He's just. That's right.
0: We also have a movie tonight that uh, stars the Joker and Lex Luthor. Yeah. And Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And Chucky. Yeah. And Jamie Lee. Not the Jamie Lee, but a Jamie Lee. (laughs) From the Halloween franchise. <laughs> oh. Did I miss any? Uh, um, I
1: don't think so.
0: And it has a small cameo in a, in a way from Pam Greer. So. <laughs> Very tiny. Very tiny. <laughs> yeah. Love, love coffee and Foxy Brown. Love her. Love her filmography. I <laughs> love her. I think she's a great lady. Uh, if you get a chance, read her book. Her book is is really good. I think it's called Foxy, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. wonderful, good looking picture of her on the cover too. <laughs> looks good too, man. I was, I think the book came out eight nine years ago, something like this, and she she still looks, uh, nice. fantastic. Yeah, neat neat lady. Um, final thoughts on Urban Legend?
1: Again, I don't hate the movie. It's entertaining. I just wanted more, I guess, from it. Meant- Another good
0: late night watch or yeah. a lazy Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah,
0: film. Not a not a. Must, not an essential in the horror canon, but a a fine movie. And again, like I said, a gateway for a lot of people into this genre and more power to them for that. So Very competently made. Looks great. You know, Mm -hmm. and a nice time capsule for that period. Absolutely. So let me... Uh, Let you out there know what we're going to be doing For the next couple of weeks next week uh, Faith decided that we Needed to do something kind of fun and we're Going to be doing a first time watch Here on the show meaning that Neither of us have seen this movie And it's a movie that we both should have seen (laughs) But we just have not seen it And uh, Faith what movie is that
1: We have picked Return of the Living Dead
0: from 1985 written By Dan Bannon who wrote Alien So this is a cult classic Uh People love this movie for some reason. It, we,
1: we it slipped it, it slipped, slipped away from and us that like. happens. That
0: happens. Uh, horror comedy, uh, kind of a punk rock mm-hmm. type thing. And this is the movie that established zombies as brain eaters. And I believe our first zombie film on the show is it? I
1: think so. I think so. We've done so many movies, but I think we've so. done a lot of movies
0: <laughs> at this point. I think
1: it's the first zombie movie. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna do that, and then. Very proud to announce the week after that is not going to be a movie, but we are doing an award show. We are doing the Fridays. That's right. If you're a fan of the Dundies, you're going to be a fan of the Fridays. We, uh, we're going to have some fun with this. We're going to look back at all the horror movies that we've talked about since the show started with scream going all the way up through American werewolf in London. And we are going to spotlight things, uh, people that we think really stood out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, The nominees are people that stood out, and the winners uh, are are people that we think deserve some kind of award. That's really what it comes down to.
1: So, quick question: Yes, are these going to be like as awkward as the Dundies?
0: (laughs) More awkward. Are we
1: going to Chili's? (laughs)
0: We're we're uh, we might we might that might be difficult if we have to wear masks during this pandemic. Is it just me? (laughs) Or when you're wearing a mask... And I hate wearing the mask. Let me just throw that out. Uh, A lot of of reasons. I
1: know people who will go into stores that they're required and they won't wear them. And it really upsets me because I don't want to wear it. So what makes you so special that you're not wearing it?
0: Yeah. Um, When I'm wearing the mask... Uh, I feel the need to do this. I don't know if I'm weird. So I'm asking you as a proxy for our audience (laughs) Uh and like my very best friend here. Do you feel the need to do Bane from the Dark Knight (laughs) Rises when you're wearing the mask? Do you, do you feel the need to do that? Because I do.
1: Oh yeah. I haven't done it, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This pandemic will be all reckoning. (laughs) The COVID will rise. Yeah. (laughs) Not a huge fan of Tom Hardy as Bane. No, I mean neither. I wasn't a big fan of that movie.
1: I'm not a big Tom Hardy person. Me neither. For some reason, I know
0: a lot of you out there are. No offense. Yeah,
1: I just he hasn't captured me.
0: Well, I th- we may have pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> we, we may have lost all, uh, all one of our fans. <laughs> the fire will rise. <laughs> anyway, uh, but we're gonna be doing the Fridays, possibly from Chili's, uh, maybe from my garage. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, I don't expect anyone nominated to come and pick up their award, so Faith and I are going to have a lot of accepting on our hands. <laughs> we have a, to kind of clue you in, and we'll give you some more info next week. We might even announce the nominees uh, or do a special show where we announce the nominees beforehand. But, um, we're going to be doing like our traditional picks, like a uh, best picture, actor, actress, supporting actress, supporting actress. But what else do we have, Faith? We have best, best slasher, best
1: villain, uh, best ensemble, best uh, uh-huh, our favorite. Jamie Lee Curtis film.
0: Yeah. Uh, best. Uh, Nicholas Cage Slasher movie. film. Maybe best sequel because we've done oh, yeah. quite a few sequels. Uh, best performance by Nicholas Cage in Even a Nicholas Cage, Cage movie. <laughs> and we may do a best performance by Nicholas Cage, not in a Nicholas Cage movie. So there may be some footage of him on an interview that we just have to include. give the Friday to. Yeah. And I will say this, out of all the people that we've talked about on this show, uh, I think if word gets around to him, he will show up. I wish. Oh, here's his ward. I'm here for my ward. I want my ward.
1: Okay, <laughs> sir. Here's your water bottle.
0: I <laughs> ask right, to go stay hydrated. Do <laughs> you think he'll be wearing his John Travolta mask? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. It's possible. So that's what's coming up. And uh, also to kind of clue you in, uh, we're going to just keep picking movies, but we are going to do like a sequel month. And I could tell you right now, we're going to be doing a proper episode on A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. which we have not done. Uh, we did a commentary, it had a lot of fun. And I think it's a <laughs> fine episode, but we need to do a proper episode on I agree. that and give it the uh, uh, recognition that deserves. Yeah, absolutely. So, And I would just like to reiterate watch horror movies, keep America strong. That's Love my. It. That's my message for this time in our country and in the world. Uh, we would like to just say, as always, we hope wherever you are, you're happy, you're healthy, you're staying not only safe, but you're staying sane because there's so much out there to drive you crazy. Yes. Uh, uh, you can drive yourself crazy if you watch the news too much. Be yeah, careful where you're off getting your sometimes. news. Be ca- and be careful where you're getting your news from. Yes. Verify the sources and uh, don't drive yourself crazy. And uh, don't let people around you drive you crazy. And try to come from your heart in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't just apply to this time in in our world. It applies to every time. Come from your heart.
1: Don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you see.
0: Watch horror movies. Keep keep America America strong. strong. That's it. (laughs) Faith, do you have anything you'd like to add about the movie tonight? Anything that we have upcoming? uh, Anything that that we need to talk about that we didn't talk about?
1: (laughs) Not off the top of my head. I'm looking forward to next week's movie. Looking forward to the Fridays. Me too. A lot. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited.
0: Feels like that time, doesn't it? It does. Let me see if it. Let me see if I've got the Fonzie touch. I'm gonna snap my fingers. Let's see what All it right. does. You ready? Mm-hmm. I really do have the Fonzie touch, Faith. You
1: really do. <laughs> hey. It's time to say
0: goodbye. It is time to say goodbye. Let me just say it one more time. Be good to yourself. Be good to your neighbor in the words of the late, great Don Cornelius, the host of Soul Train. Be good to yourself. Be good to your neighbor. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay sane. Mm -hmm. Watch horror movies. (laughs) Let's do it, Faith.
1: May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm.
0: May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm.
1: Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast.
0: Always remember, Keep Keep your monster monster on a leash. leash. We will see you on the other side when the dead return.